What's up, y'all? This is Taylor preaching Jesus the Christ. You're listening to the One Life podcast via MadeUpMind.com. Today's episode is episode number 12, Boyfriendication. So let's get into this. Let me pray and we'll get started. But before I go, remember to share this. You know, share this. This word is not just for you. And I know everybody's connected somehow today, whether social media or your people at work, your church, your neighborhood, your family. Share this for somebody else. Let God use you as a conduit so that you pass along. Pass along something else, something that can help somebody else. All right. So, again, you can get the word like this on madeupmind.com. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this word. Lord, you know, I'm not the only one in the world who looks around and sees things and has a burden for truth. My prayer is that every hearer that you give them a burden of your truth, not truth that's relative to the person or relative to the situation, but truth that is universal, that applies to every human as you have created them. This also is truth culturally, contextually, and just in, in every way. So speak, Lord. Let everyone who hears be fed. Let everyone who hears get an understanding out of all they're getting. I pray and ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Episode number 12, Boyfriendication. Let me read. Number one, episode, uh, I'm sorry, number one, domestic violence victim says protection orders don't do enough. Memphis, Tennessee. I should have put the date on here. It's probably outdated, maybe a month ago. A domestic violence victim says she fears for her life and doesn't have trust in Memphis police police to protect her when she needs them. She has a no contact order against her ex-boyfriend after she said he abused her for two years. Number two, three-year-old dies after being beaten, possibly raped by mother's boyfriend. St. Francis County, Arkansas. A three-year-old girl is dead after investigators say she was beaten and possibly raped at her home near Forest City, Forest City Friday morning. The St. Francis County Sheriff's Office confirms. She said her daughter was alert and watching TV when she left for work at 6 a.m. Around 9.30 a.m., she said she got a call from her live-in boyfriend, Deontay Miller, urging her to return to their home on SFC 215. When she did, she found her daughter unresponsive. Number three, children find mother face down in pool of blood with gunshot wounds, Forest City, Arkansas. A son and daughter in Forest City made a horrific discovery Wednesday evening when they found their mother shot inside her home on Trailer Street. Police write in their report that Shirley Jones, 55, was laying face down in a pool of blood in a back room with multiple gunshot wounds. Jones's family is pointing the finger at her boyfriend, who Stanley Jones said attacked his sister with a hammer several months back. And the, the last one, we're just reading several news headlines. And number four, two teens arrested in a plot to kill ex-girlfriend's dad after breakup. Jefferson County, Missouri. Okay, two teenagers are accused of planning to kill a Missouri man after his daughter broke up with one of the suspects, according to KTVI. It's a TV place. 
According to doc court documents, the incident unfolded in the overnight hours from June 24th and June 25th. On June 24th, 18-year-old Casey Lynn Duncan contacted a friend, 19-year-old Jesse Noel uh, Killian, and informed him of a plan to break into a home and kill the homeowner because the man's daughter had recently dumped him. Ladies and gentlemen, episode number 12, Boyfriendication. Let's go through a few points. This is not going to be a super long podcast, but I pray that it's good, it's seasoned with salt, that it ministers, that it sheds light, and maybe that it will help you in your situation, or maybe it'll bring to mind somebody you can pass this along to so that it can help them. Number one, there are only two marital status statuses as adults. Number one, there are only two marital statuses as adults, single and married. No college application, social security card administration, no apartment lease, no car loan, no birth certificate, no home title, no health care, no military spouse benefit. There is not even the slightest acknowledgement for anything less than marriage when it comes to trying to uh, attach someone, uh, include someone. They have to be family. Right. This is true. Legal, it is true legally, biblically, and practically, it is not real. Let me read that statement one more time. Legally, biblically, and practically, it is not real. Here are some reasons why it's not real. One, it might not work out. Two, he might change his mind or heart. Three, she might change her mind or heart. Both people are still, quote-unquote, open game. Now, what major decisions are made with, quote-unquote, or in quotations, possibility in mind? In other words, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Matthew 16, 26. Your soul is at stake with boyfriendication. This is not a real word. It's a conglomerate. It's a, it's a, it's a, should be the new phrase of the day on the news so that we don't have to keep hearing sad and terrible stories like this. Okay, like the ones we've read. So that's point number one. Point number two, what is a boyfriend? This is where we're going to lose a lot of people, but we're going to break it down with the truth here. Okay, according to Wikipedia, a boyfriend is a male friend or acquaintance, often specifying a regular male companion with whom one is romantically or sexually involved. That's the key right there. That takes a boy to boyfriend or a girl to girlfriend. It has to be romantic, romantically or sexually involvement. If it's romantic or sexual involvement, then we elevate each other and go to the boyfriend. This is normally a short-term committed relationship. Now, that's what Wikipedia says. A dictionary says a male lover, a person with whom one has sexual relations. Those are two sources. The Bible doesn't say boyfriend. <laughs> we don't find boyfriend or girlfriend in the Bible. We're going to get, we just stay with me. I guarantee you're going to learn something today. The sole factor that makes a boy upgrade to a boyfriend is sex. Sex is the dividing line between what doesn't matter and what seriously and spiritually matters. Now, you know, as adults, it, will, it should be embarrassing to call somebody a boyfriend. Here you 40 years old, 
and you say, I got a girlfriend. Come on. First of all, a woman is not a girl and a girl is not a woman. A boy is not a man and a man is not a boy. So I don't know how those terms cross uh, ages. We don't call men toddlers. We don't call men juveniles. We call men men and women women. And we call children children, etc. All right. So again, the sole factor is sex. If you kiss on somebody long enough, it's just a matter of time before sex ends up happening. Something sexual, a further uh, progressive sexual state. Now, there is no partiality with God. Therefore, there should be no partiality with you. Please stay with me. All of these are going to tie together at the end. Romans 2.11, Amplified. For God shows no partiality, no arbitrary favoritism, with him, one person is not more important than another. Second Chronicles 19.7 Amplified. So now let the fear, reverent awe of the Lord be on you to keep you from making unjust decisions. Be careful in what you do, for there is no injustice with the Lord our God or partiality or acceptance of a bribe. Now I can keep going. There's several verses in the Bible that where God tells you and shows us and speaks and says, hey, I'm not a partial God. I'm no respect of persons. I don't, I don't, uh, you know, so at the end of the day, we should have that full, clear focus when it comes to who is involved in our lives. Again, stay with me. It'll make sense here in a second. Now, we're answering the question, what is a boyfriend? We got two definitions. Remember, the Bible doesn't say boyfriend. All right, so let's keep going. Boyfriend is not in the Bible. Because to have sex with someone that is not your wife is sin. Okay, I'm, I'm using boyfriend, wife. If I use girlfriend, I would say husband. Okay, boyfriend is not in the Bible because to have sex with someone that is not your wife or your spouse is sin, fornication or adultery. I'm speaking of male and female, one man, one woman in marriage. Okay, so that's the context I'm coming from. So it's not in the Bible. Okay. Two, boyfriend is unclear as to the true intention behind the relationship. Physical, watch this now. Physical pleasure does not solidify practical purpose. Just because I can feel good in the moment. I'm at a club, I'm at a bar, I'm at a party, I'm at a gathering. I like how this person looks. And, you know, I'm, I'm drawn to them physically. And so one thing leads to another. And, you know, what purpose does that serve? Just because something feels good don't mean it's good for you. That don't mean it's a logical, practical thing to do. Physical pleasure does not satisfy paramount peace. You see these news articles. There was sex involved. There was living involved. There was an interaction and exchange involved. The paramount peace. A lot of folks and boyfriend go from one boyfriend to the next boyfriend or from one girlfriend to the next girlfriend. If the one boyfriend was so good, then why don't you just move further up the chain and be real with it and be legal and biblical with it and marry them? But see, it, it does not satisfy paramount peace. And physical pleasure does not secure a permanent place. So all these sexual encounters don't make somebody become stationary or permanent in your life. All right. Physical pleasure does not solidify practical purpose does not satisfy paramount peace, and does not secure a permanent place. We've we beaten boyfriend up. 
Now, when you say, quote on, in quotations, he's my boyfriend, what you're really saying is, he is someone that I am sexually involved with. That's what you're saying. Because you, if, if that's the case, call every boy that you know your boyfriend. But you know it's only one that you call your boyfriend because that's the one that you are sexually involved with. You are also saying that you do not want your boyfriend to be sexually involved with another woman. Hence, boyfriend is preceded with the word my, which implies ownership or possession or hands off. That's why you will walk into a room where your boyfriend is sitting and say, this is my boyfriend or this is my girlfriend. Okay. In other words, hey, everybody, I'm, this is me right now. This is my territory right now. A boyfriend to relationship is as a hotel is to home ownership. When is the last time you saw somebody go to a hotel room with a U-Haul? A U-Haul and they start putting in pictures and dishes and they putting in the stuff in stores. They putting in a couch. They putting in hanging up curtains and all that kind of stuff. You don't see that because everybody knows a hotel is for just a short-term stay. One, two, three nights a week. Something like that, sometimes even two weeks, but it is not a permanent place of residence. That's how boyfriends are. Boyfriends, girlfriends, they're not a permanent thing. You know, so because you know ahead of time that it is not a permanent stay, there is only so involved you will be, can be, and should be. This is Taylor preaching Jesus the Christ. You're listening to One Life Podcast, the One Life Podcast on Made upmind.com I believe we have our third and final point for this podcast episode number 12 boyfriendication number three why boyfriend and not husband you know what I've done a lot of different things in my life I've talked with a lot of folks I've, I've served and done a lot of things boyfriends pop up like popcorn they, they, they you know they or should I say pop up like like uh, flowers Okay, you get a flower in the springtime, it look pretty, in the fall it turn color, and in the wintertime it dies. That's how boyfriends, in and out, in and out. It's Gerald and, and Cray and Chris and, and Tim and, and, you know, the next man and the next man and the next man. Or just change it up for girlfriends and fill in the blame with girl, girl names. Watch how the devil intervenes in vocabulary. Satan has used the same gimmick since the beginning of time. He always wants to change the truth, and a lot of times he questions, he'll rephrase, or he'll simply just twist things by changing the definition of a word or changing the word altogether. Just like the word play on, uh, they call it sexual orientation instead of gay or homosexuality, or they call it abortion instead of murder. Abortion comes from the root word abort, which means to terminate or end. Translation, kill, murder, stop. So a life is born, I'm going to abort it through the act of an abortion so that I can stop and terminate a life. Okay, that's just a word play, but let's keep going. The word we got here is the word dating entered the American language during the Roaring Twenties. Prior to that, courtship was a matter of family and community interests. Starting around the time of the American Civil War, courtship became a private matter for couples. 
In the early to mid 20th century in the U.S., women were often visited by gentlemen callers, single men who would arrive at the home of a young woman with the hopes of beginning a courtship. The era of the gentleman caller ended in the early 20th century and the modern idea of dating developed. So we went from dating, I mean we went from courting, courtship, to dating. We went from gentlemen callers who, who involved the family and the community just to these hookups, shackups, quickups, you know, all this other junk. Let's keep going. A 2005 study of 115 people ages 21 to 35 who were either living with or had lived with a romantic partner notes that the lack of proper terms often leads to awkward situations, such as someone upset over not being introduced in social situations to avoid the question. That's because in the real world, in the adult world, you are either single or you are married. And what do they say? This is my friend. Y'all remember that song years ago, uh, probably late 80s, early 90s by Biz Marquis. And you say he's just a friend. And she say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you got what I need. Go look it up on YouTube or somewhere. Yeah. And see, us grown folk, when you say he my friend, we already know. My mom used to say something all the time. And I believe her now that I'm grown. She said this, there, are, there is no such thing as friends of the opposite sex. I agree with her because most men are only going to be friends with girls that look good to them because they want to get some. Now, that's a whole, that's another song for another day. I'm just being real straight up. So that's why there ain't no such things as friends of the opposite sex. That's why 1 Corinthians 7, 1 says it is good for a man not to touch a woman. But to avoid fornication, because Paul already knows. If you get around somebody that you're attracted to, it's only a matter of time before something happens. Now, the etymology of dating is the act or practice of having romantic dates. Hence, D-A-T-I-N-G. Dating, an ongoing or continuous thing. If you ask me, this is my own, this is my little jargon on it. It is an extended one night stand because if you have a boyfriend, you, 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 you know, you meet at the park or whatever, however you find each other, swap numbers, y'all meet and have a date. And then after that date, there's some romance or sex. And then after that, it's like, okay. And then uh, three, four days later, we do another date and then we have sex. And so that's kind of the, the dance when it comes to dating. Let's look at a comparison of courtship versus dating. Let's let's look at this in detail and see the wordplay. Courtship, 1570s. Okay, behavior of a courtier from court plus ship, meaning the wooing of a woman, attention paid by a man to a woman with with intention of winning her affection and ultimately her consent to marriage. Again, that's the 1570s, 500 years ago. And we, that was the word then. So again, the intention of winning her affection and ultimately her consent to marriage. It is how we find out if a partner would be a good choice in an intimate relationship, sex, or marriage. That's what dating is. You see, them, you see the drastic difference already? One is the wooing, you know, the, getting the attention, trying to win her affection towards marriage the other one to see 
if the partner will be a good choice in an intimate relationship or marriage. So I'll have sex with them, try it before I buy it, that kind of thing. A main difference between courting and dating is that in courtship, one takes the position that the couple are celibate, that there is no intimacy, and that they have no physical contact at all until they are married. That was the standard for courtship years ago. Okay, courtship takes the position that the two people have no physical contact at all, no touching, no hand-holding, no kissing until marriage man that is drastically different today i'm not even gonna get into the details of even what middle school and elementary school kids are doing now touching and holding and kissing is like a nerd or a square back in my day that was a pretty bold thing if you could do one of those but now they look at that like that's chump change that's a scooby snack okay when it comes to sexual sin many in a courtship relationship will not spend any time together unless family members preferably parents are present at all times in addition courting couples state up front that their intentions are to see if the other person is a suitable potential marriage partner courtship advocates claim that courtship allows for the two people to truly get to know each other in a more platonic setting without the pressures of physical intimacy or emotions clouding their view Here's what I would say. You cannot make a spiritual decision with a carnal mind. Now, many people do, but you should not make a spiritual decision with a carnal mind. So you should not sit here and go about marriage flopping all around on each other. That you, you, you should not do that. As this one says, it will cloud your view. Husband is the title. What we read so far is about, you know, dating, courtship. Now, husband is the title given to a man for a wife in marriage who minimally is legally obligated, no different than an employee is obligated to an employer. For example, it will be a waste of time for an employer to demand work duties from people who are not employees. The employer agrees to pay an employee for work according to time and duties. Can you imagine McDonald's pulling up with a club wagon at some park in Memphis getting out? with a stick or whatever say hey guy get to work come over here and take this trash out that'll be a waste of time everybody looking like man i'll work for you now let's read second corinthians 6 14 king james version so y'all can see all right we done did a contrast of dating and courtship maybe the woman wants to court and the man wants to date or the other way around but let's let's read this verse right here so we can really illuminate this truth second corinthians 6 14 king james version be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? So already we see courtship and dating, they don't agree. They're not the same thing. So if you're trying to court, stay away from who trying to date. It is as simple as that. Now you might not be all the way old school where you got your family and 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 uh, your parents involved, I believe you should, especially the younger you are. The younger you are, you should have as many good, solid, your parents, your family, your pastors, some good, godly men uh, that you can uh, trust in and rely on to, to help you in that courtship, to stay pure and to think with your head straight and not with your body. Think with your spirit and not with your body. Uh, Galatians 5.16 
Romans 13, 14, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. Okay, so we see those two don't, they're not the same thing. Now let's talk about the word obligation as we close because we're still talking about boyfriendication. This is Taylor preaching Jesus Christ and you're listening to the One Life Podcast on MadeUpMind.com. Now obligation. This is what an obligation is. Now, when we read this, this is how we going home. We don't run around all the bases. Now we we we're going home on this one. That's what Brian Loritz always says. Uh, we, we're we're closing. We're going to end, and we shutting down with this right here. Obligation, a promise, an acknowledgement, or agreement as a contract that binds one to a specific performance. Something that you must do. Because of a law. Something that you must do because it is morally right. Those three dots, look, binds one because of a law and is morally right. Here's my final question. What minimal legal obligation does a boyfriend have? What minimal legal obligation does a boyfriend have a legal obligation for boyfriends only exists in the minds of their girlfriends not the real world let me quote this Bible verse to you and you can see what Paul is saying Ephesians 5 1 through 17 King James Version be ye therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness let it not be once named among you as become of saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting which are not convenient but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that nor whore, no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for, the, for because of these things come up the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. I believe I have quoted to you Ephesians 5, 1 through 17, King James Version. Ladies and gentlemen, boyfriendication. The stories that we opened up with did not and do not have to happen. Because these boyfriends don't have any minimal legal obligation. Again, a legal obligation for boyfriends only exists in the minds of their girlfriends, not the real world. If boyfriends and girlfriends will either just court and get married or stay single, 
then the stories like what we just mentioned is so tragic and sad. They would not even have to have them because you won't have somebody living with you that ain't got no obligation to you. You might as well just tell the guy at McDonald's to come home to sleep in your bed because he's going to do the same thing. All right. So anyway, that is all that I have for this podcast. This is Taylor preaching Jesus the Christ. You're listening to the One Life Podcast via MadeUpMind.com. And remember, we only have one time to live and one time to die. Make your one count. Jesus is Lord.